0: You're listening to the Sales is King podcast, episode 111. One, one, two. Check me out right here, yo. Yo, the sun don't shine forever, but it's long as long as it's here, then we might as well shine together. Right. Better right now here. than never. Business. Right. Hey everybody, welcome back to Sales is King. Dan Sixmith here, happy to be with you and uh, we continue to navigate through very difficult and challenging times and let me start out by saying that I want to wish all of you good health and safety uh, to you and all of your family members. Um, during this difficult time Um, and just keep our our nation and our globe and all of our fellow humans in our thoughts and prayers uh, as we go forward so um, let's get into it Um, we talked about on our last episode some of the key things that are going to be required in this new economy and and since that time things have actually gotten even more challenging uh... what we're looking at is potentially an extended period of time where we're going to be continued to ask to do social distancing to continue to sell uh... virtually and continue to figure out a way how to meet our numbers in an extremely challenging environment and What this really requires, guys, is an entirely uh, another level. And, you know, some of you out there have been through downturns. You know, you've been through difficult times. So you've done it. So and that's kind of the first point. If you've done this before, you know, you know what needs to be done. Um, If you haven't experienced this before, um, I'm here to tell you that we're now going to kind of you know, see the the men from the boys, for lack of a... And don't take this, ladies, as a uh, a negative there. Just kind of the, the old school saying on, um, you know, we're going to be able to see who the performers are, who can handle pressure, and who cannot. Uh, who will rise to the occasion and who will fold. And when I look back uh, on my own career, you know, I went through something very similar when I sold in the textile industry back in the 80s and 90s, and the industry essentially disappeared over a 10-year period. And I was forced to sell into a shrinking market with shrinking margins, with shrinking uh, customer base, and very, very difficult. And I've got an article, I think I mentioned it in my last uh, podcast episode, but... um, It is called the, I forget what it is on LinkedIn, uh, The Fall of the American Textile Industry. Uh, Something along those lines. I'll look it up and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, But check it out. Um, But what I went through was, you know, a a large number of years of very successful selling in a very healthy market to a gradual kind of, decrease until it really got down to super, super aggressive tactics that needed to be done in a very competitive marketplace with, a, a, with shrinking dollars. And quite honestly, this this scenario could be the same, if not worse, and on a much global, you know, global scale. Um, so there's a few things to think about, right? So you're, you know, we talked about it last time, but your effort needs to be completely ratcheted up. This is like dog eat dog. Now, um, you're fighting for dollars. There's a shrinking pool of dollars and you need to be all over every single prospect, all over every single account, but with, you know, with tact, of course, because you never know what people are dealing with personally. Certainly I try and set up every email by wishing my prospect and his family well, or, or hoping that the email finds them well. That's really enough. I see so many of these emails now with referencing COVID-19 and coronavirus and uh, the crisis. And that has got to stop. I immediately delete anything I get that refers to that stuff. It's just negative. We know what it is. We know what we're going through. And it doesn't add any value. So, you know, don't start saying, hey, Dan, how are you handling the virus? How are you guys doing? You know, how are you guys doing with... COVID-19, you know, I, I, I think that's horrifying and, and it should be removed uh, from your thought process. What you can do is see how you can help your customer and your prospect and what their needs are now and what they are experiencing. Um, you know, does it have anything to do with helping them navigate a tough and challenging economy? You know, that's what you have to do. So the first step, and I'm sure you've done it already, is get, you know, obviously get with all your customers, your current customers, make sure they're okay. Make sure that, you know, your solution is helping them if there's any other value you can add. And in terms of your prospects now, you've got to just ratchet it up. You've got to be reaching out to more people. You've got to be assuming that the close rates might go down and you're going to need more opportunities. We talked about, listen to the last episode where we talk about value selling and some of these other tools um, in the playbook. Um, Number two, and I'm just kind of uh, extemporanealizing here. Um, This is a word I made up, but many of you might need to find a job right now. Um, And I have been in this position as well um, over the course of my career. Um, If you need to find a job now Um, you have to deploy your best sales and prospecting skills. So finding a job becomes your full-time job. And it's one that you get up and you do with the same intensity and with the same amount of time commitment that you did for your regular sales job. Perhaps even more. So finding a job is your new job. Um, And again, so let's think about this. Uh, It all comes down to people and connecting the dots. And there are some great books on networking, which you should really look into and some podcasts. So let's start with podcasts. Um, I interviewed Travis Chappell on one of the earlier episodes of the Sales as King podcast. I think it's C-H-A-P-P-E-L or L-L. He hosts two podcasts, but one is called Build Your Network. And he literally interviews, and this is his full-time job, guys. He's not doing it like uh, a fun thing or on the side, kind of like I do. It's his full-time job. He does three episodes a week, or at least he was. um, And he interviews everyone from, you know, very interesting people you may not have heard about to, you know, some famous authors and some famous subject matter experts I know we interviewed Grant Cardone and some other people, but there are tremendous uh, amounts of, of great ideas, great thoughts and great suggestions in terms of how to build your network, how to connect the dots. Um, there are a couple of other books that I've read over the years, um, which I think are very valuable. Going back, they're classics, but they go back. Uh, one is called Never Eat Alone. By Keith Ferrazzi, and um, that was a game changer for me back in the uh, back in the early 2000s. Um, some interesting ideas about how to build your network, how to meet new people, and how to potentially find a job. And guys, you know, you may be looking at you know, you may be working in an industry now that is um, you know left for dead for 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 lack of a better term. Um, in which case you may need to change gears. I've done it. I've done it successfully. I'm happy to talk to you about it. Pop me a note, dan.sixsmith at gmail. I've actually done it twice over the course of my career. Um, I've completely changed industries and successfully navigated to those industries and performed very well in those industries and continue to do so. So we have to kind of put together a plan for you as to how to reinvent yourself um in potentially a new industry so we'll talk about that if you want to chat Sixsmith at gmail um so networking also there's another great book friend of a friend and um i don't know his name at the top of, off the top of my head uh he was going to come on the podcast so i will get you that in the show notes as well um You know, so LinkedIn is a great, you know, it's a great tool, but you have to add value on there, right? Um, The product is now you. And just like we've talked about when we sell software or we sell agency services or we sell whatever your product is, you have to add value and you have to personalize, you know, so you have to do homework, you have to get to know these potential employers right, what they might be wrestling with, what you might be able to help them with, how you've done it before. You have to get your pitch down. That's some more stuff I'm happy to help you with as well. Um, By all means, just let me know. But you have to put together a pitch for yourself, a target group. Um, And again, there's, you know, so here's where I would start. You've got a group of people in your business network that you would you know, I would refer to as kind of your, your close comrades, people that know you well, that you've worked with before, that you've done business with before, or that have been colleagues or have been bosses, mentors. Um, you got to get in touch with them. You got to sit down, have a meeting, uh, virtually, of course, as of today, um, here on March 30th, we are, um, you know, have a virtual meeting, talk through what you're looking to do. And that's another thing, you you know, when you, when you network with people, you have to give them a specific understanding of what you're looking for. You know, you have to, the ask needs to be very focused and very specific. Not if you hear of anything, let me know. That's, that's one of the worst things I've ever heard. Um, and, and is guaranteed to give you a 0% Uh, return or job, okay? Um, That is the worst. If you hear of anything, let me know. No, you want to tell them what you're looking for, what problems you solve, what issues and challenges that you solve for companies. If you're in sales, you help them grow revenue profitably, you help them drive new prospects, Uh, you help grow accounts, And you've done this in XYZ fashion over the last number of years, et cetera, et cetera. There's going to be a lot of top performers out there as well that could be competing against you. If you you are a top performer, that's great. You can basically leverage that in your pitch. um, And now you're just looking for a new industry. So, you know, be very specific in the ask um, in terms of the type of person you want to meet or the type of company you want to get into, um, the type of industry um, and things of that nature. So, you know, the first step is your close group. The next step is, you know, your group of first level contacts at LinkedIn. um, Connect with these folks and let them know what's going on. The people you know well. Uh, I tend to accept everybody on LinkedIn and I don't really know everybody in my first level. But there's a great feature that you should use, which is a differentiator, and I've used it before. There's a little uh, microphone down in the messaging application for LinkedIn for your first level contacts, and you can actually leave a little voice message for your prospect. I think it's seldom used, and I think it's a differentiator, and it's a way to um, potentially um, differentiate yourself, and just give your give your LinkedIn connection a little overview of what you'd like to do. Um, you want some of his or her time. You'd like to talk about potentially enlisting their help, um, getting their advice um, on a new uh, opportunity for you. So, so start to use that. Um, you know, follow everything up as if it's a sales deal so it's the same sales tactics if you have sold solutions and products well over the years you will be able to sell yourself well and you you, you have to sell yourself with the same intensity and the same enthusiasm that you sell other products um, and you have to understand the value right you have to value sell yourself What value do you bring to the table? Why should they pay you uh, X amount of dollars? And I can help you with that as well. Uh, Dan.Sixsmith at gmail.com. Next, do you want to consider, as time starts to go on, a commission-only approach? uh, Where, you know, if companies don't have the budget to bring you on... Would you start on a commission-only approach with a small, potentially maybe modest retainer up front? You know, there's many different ways to structure this stuff. And maybe a higher percentage on the back end, you know, to get yourself out there and moving while things are difficult. That could be an option. I've done that before. Um, There's certain ways to structure it. um, And it could be a way to get some revenue and some income coming in for you and your family. Um, So those are some ideas in terms of how you can structure things. Um, What else? So these are some of the keys for now. I think, you know, let's think about just this mind shift set is really the biggest thing. I mean, it's very easy to get into an inwardly focused uh, you know, negative self-talk and worry. And we're all worried. I mean, we're all worried, right? We're worried for our lives. We're worried for our family. We're worried about our, our livelihood, our income. But the top performers rise above this. The top performers understand that this is part of life, but that they have an obligation. I'm going to use that word again, an obligation to deliver for themselves number one right you have to keep the promises you make to yourself this is a big one from ed my uh if you don't follow ed my he's a he's a great one to follow on instagram and youtube um you know keep the promises to yourself oftentimes we just we break promises to ourselves and go back to your goals and dreams and hopes and aspirations and say What promises did I make to myself? Where do I want to be? Where am I supposed to be? And how do I get there? And now, how do I get there in light of these current issues? Right. So so, so what I'm trying to say is stop the negative self-talk. Keep staying positive. These downturns don't last forever and you need to be positioned well to get through it so you have to fight and scrap and use every amount of energy and intelligence and grit and persistence and whatever it takes for you to not break promises to yourselves for you to deliver for your family for you to deliver for your company if you're still employed which many of us are the, the, the goals aren't going down, guys. No one's coming out with a, a revised COVID-19 uh, abbreviated sales quota plan. Okay? So uh, we are expected to continue to perform at high levels. And we are continued to expect. We are continued. And it is expected of us to figure out a way to do it. Um, work with your boss. Work with your coaches. Um, think about creative ways to structure deals to get them approved now Um, there's many different ways to skin the cat right we're going to be looking at potentially a lot more objections so be very very good at your objection handling um, particularly around finance you know um and we'll probably do another episode on that. But we've got, there was one I did uh, a while back, Jerry Acuff. If you don't follow him, he's a good one. A-C-U-F-F. He was on my program. And uh, he's fantastic. He's an old school guy with a new school approach um, to selling. And I love it. Um, and Jerry was on. And we talked a lot about objections on that broadcast. So skim back. And I'll, again, I'll put it in the show notes. And hopefully I'll remember all the things I'm promising here. Um, to put in the show notes, but, um, you know, objections are going to be key now. And, um, you know, you got to be able to handle these objections and get around them. Brad Lee, L E A is another great one. Follow him. He talks about closing objections that you have to close each objection to get to the actual final close. So start to uh, hone your, um, skill around objection handling and start to anticipate that some of these things are gonna be coming your way. That's one of the biggest things when I work with sales teams. Um, They get kind of caught off guard or unawares on some of these objections rather than preparing for them and even expecting them and being ready with a response because there's never a better time than in real time to answer a customer objection. Um, waiting later on and coming back and then sending an email, um, that is not nearly as powerful as trying to handle it, turn it around on the phone. So guys, great to be back with you. And again, uh, all the best. And, um, you know, I'm here as a resource. I'm here as a friend or mentor, um, coach, whatever you guys need. Um, I'm also thinking about setting up a Facebook group for us um, so that we can go on there as a kind of a community and start to share and, and, um, and try and be a little more interactive here. Um, if you're up for it, let me know at dan.sixsmith at gmail, um, and we'll include you. And uh, until then, keep working hard, guys, because they can't take that away from you or me. Hard work is something that no one can take, us, take away from us. Uh, effort is something that no one can take away from us. And you know what you know what happens? The people that put in the hard work and the hustle, things start to fall their way. They may not fall right away. Maybe a little difficult, but things start to fall. But if you're not pushing hard, you have no one to blame but yourself. Don't start blaming COVID-19. Don't start blaming all this crap. The blame game is a real killer for sales. So stay positive. Keep selling, guys. Peace.